What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Happy Skews Day to you. Like them new graphics? That's right. Producer Matt's been in the lab cooking some stuff up for y'all, freshening the place up a bit. I'm Trey. That's Mark. It's January 23rd, 2024. Here we are. How you doing, Mark? Good, bud. I was uh, watching the new Zorro show this morning while I was doing cardio, and they have a girl Zorro now, man. Zorro's gone woke, Trey. Zorro uh, woke? I didn't know there, want- there's a new Zorro show on what? Yeah, it's on Prime. There's like multiple Zoros. One of one, one of them is like an indigenous uh, woman. It's on Prime. Uh, it's it's a few like you know sword swashbuckling romance where uh, you know fighting back against some evil Spanish land variants and you like you don't mind subtitles. It's awesome. Uh, oh, it's not. So, it's so it's Spanish or something or yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. Uh, but yeah, if you're wondering when California went woke, it was the 19th century back when they still had muskets. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, to update one thing we talked about in the bonus episode uh, the other day, uh, we were talking about Supreme Court stuff, and I mentioned that uh, Supreme Court had chosen not to weigh in on a border dispute between uh, the Texas state government and the federal government over who gets to set immigration policy because, uh, you know, the uh, the state had put up a bunch of razor wire and the feds were like, we actually control the border. And Abbott was like, no, I'm the president when it comes to this. Anyway. The Supreme Court finally decided to wait in after three three weeks of dithering, and by a five to four vote, pretty close, they decided that Joe Biden is in fact the president. So uh, <laughs> that worked out well. So um, maybe kind of a dumb question, but like, was it just that, like the razor wire thing? Was it more of like viewed as just an overstep by Texas from the federal government? Like, hey, you don't—that's not your purview to do that. Or was it like a, hey, we disagree with there being razor wire here specifically, and we want it gone? It's just about you know, whether. Whether the state of Texas can disregard uh, decisions made by the president of the United States and laws passed, duly passed by Congress of the United States, which we fought right. a big war over about in the 1860s. Yes. And uh, yeah, right. so. And it was uh, or, and, and the decision here, five to four split, mm-hmm. split decision on that question on whether the federal yeah. government is actually more powerful than Texas. And they actually have a weighed in because the the te- Texas uh, National Guard is blocking border patrol and uh, the regular army from getting to parts of the border. They haven't weighed in on that yet. So, still the potential for like we're still in a weird Mexican standoff between different government agencies. And by the way, the, this, this all started because like some migrants were drowning, and Texas National Guard w- and state troopers would not let Customs and Border Patrol rescue them while they were trapped in the razor wire, and the idea that they're being too cruel for Border Patrol. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. none of this, it, it, there's not a lot of benevolent actors here when it comes to migrants. And they're just like, it's its team, let them drown while trapped in razor wire or belatedly rescue them from drowning and trapped in rescue razor wire. So the, so the anyway. Border Patrol, that's the, the federal, right? Mm-hmm. You, yeah. In Texas, they have their own separate Border Patrol thing. The National Guard, yeah. Operation Lone Star, Greg Abbott's. It's got many facets. They, they, they fuck up border traffic by randomly searching trucks and not finding anything. They, they've deployed all these troops, National Guard troops, to the border endlessly. And they like are literally drinking themselves to death and committing suicide because they're doing a pointless fucking mission. And Greg Abbott's ordering them to prevent Border Patrol from getting to the border, which legally it's not ideal. But Border Patrol, according to the law, has access to, uh, to operate uh, a permission to operate within 25 miles of the border. Anywhere in the United States was pretty much the entire population lives in 20 miles of the border. Right. Uh, and then anyway, it's, it doesn't matter. I just wanted to update the thing we talked about, but it's, it, it's also fucking stupid. Um, another, before we get to the show, I want to talk about one thing that just uh, drives me absolutely crazy about our country, about like how the legal regime exists to torture and kill homeless people. Um, this is a story out of uh, Bryan, Ohio, a pastor named Chris Avell, uh, is, is, uh, from a church called dad's place. 
Uh, he was arraigned last week because he kept his church open 24-7 to provide, you know, warmth to people who don't have homes. Yeah, crazy um, cold out there and most of the mm-hmm. rest of the country. I mean, you know, we're cold here in L.A. too. It's like 52 degrees, so people are struggling. But, yeah, it's been uh, <laughs> been wildly, yeah. wildly frigid in the rest yeah. of the country recently. And, you know, being homeless in that situation, especially in the Midwest, not fun. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, this yeah. preacher guy was like, saying well i've got a church and you know churches are supposed to help people ostensibly so yeah about, the church has got a heater in how about you chill in here and uh the state or the government said no can't no. do that how yeah. dare you and i'll tell you i'll explain the, re- the, the the legal mechanism in a second but just for as trey was talking about the national according to the national weather service an estimated 45 percent of the country's population was under a windshield warning or advisory for dangerous cold on january 15th uh if you're wondering 700 people uh, die of hypothermia annually in the United States for, while being homeless. And the nation's unhoused population grew by 12% in 2023. So you can, between, because it's colder and more people are outside, you can expect that 700 number to go up this year. So Avell was trying to do something about this. But unfortunately, Ohio law prohibits residential use in first floor buildings in a business district. So because the church is zoned as a central business, the building is restricted from allowing people to eat or sleep on the property, which how are you going to tell people you can't eat in a church? You can't have fucking Sunday potlucks. Right. Uh, Fundamental to church. And I thought, um, yeah, yeah, I didn't know the churches were considered uh, businesses, I guess for zoning, they, you know, there's only like a couple of different designations and it might uh, be specific to this church and where it is or whatever. But so the Avell said, this is how I worship my God. I just want to be able to worship God. So this is the, the premise of this is based upon the fire code. So the logic of this is that he's the one putting these homeless people's lives at risk by letting them sleep indoors when the wind chill is negative 10 degrees. Right. right? And the, the shamelessness, like if you're, if I'm a fucking city code inspector or a cop or a city councilman, who's like carrying out this, I would be like, have deep shame, man. Yeah. Um, so they sent him a letter. You got to cease and desist and basically told him to fuck off. Uh, and I'm wondering like, this guy, like, here's a guy who's actually living out Christian values. Right. That's what I was going to say. And these people who I'm betting all put uh, put their church for, uh, right. front and foremost when they're running for office or telling him he can't act like Jesus. And, yeah. I mean, like, we guy, all know that they're not, that most, that many of our Christians, especially prominent Christians, are not like Christ like. Like, it's not news, but it's like, mm-hmm. it, apparently, it's illegal to be a good Christian. <laughs> like it's illegal to be Christ. You know what I mean? And it's, uh-huh. and it's, uh, you know, the opposite is also true. Like you, uh, you know, you prosper by being, uh-huh. you know, a fake Christian and it's, it's always imp- hard. Yeah. To be a good one. It's always important to note that the, uh, Jesus was executed by the state for being an advocate for the poor and downtrodden. Mm-hmm. Uh, so <laughs> he did file a lawsuit. He pleaded not guilty at his January 11th arraignment. And just today he sued the city claiming discrimination on the basis of his religion, which I was like, where's the first amendment lawsuit here? Because he's just practicing his faith. Right. Like if you, if like, if like natives can get like, can sue for permission to take peyote, why can't this guy be like, I'm just trying to live out my, you know, Christian t- beliefs by taking care of the poor and downtrodden. <laughs> and they're like, Nope, can't do it. So yeah, go ahead. It just, I mean, it just shouldn't, I mean, of course you're right about all that, but it's just like, it just shouldn't even need to be done. You know what I mean? Like you shouldn't have to take, take it to court to, you know, feed someone, especially yeah. when you run a church. I mean, no one should, uh, you know, it should be true for anybody, but like, you know, it's a church. It's doing what a church, you would hope a church would do. Um, and so yeah. many of them don't. And hell, maybe this is why, because the law says you can't. <laughs> I don't know. Right. But, it's but there's like, 
there's like this idea that like homeless people just aren't motivated to live indoors, even though it's like five degrees outside. So we just right. make them more and more miserable. They'll just exactly. go get a job. That's why uh, I was, yeah, I was going to say that too. Like it, people just like, like, you know, on the, like on park benches and stuff that they make with like, you know, uh, bars going across like segmented. So it's impossible mm-hmm. to lay down on or play under certain, you know, places where they think homeless people go, they'll just put like, spikes there so so you know you can't lie down it's like yeah we're just we'd much prefer to make them even more miserable like you said torture them basically than to ever even consider trying to give any kind of like you know assistance or anything and yeah i guess it's in their minds it's like we got got to motivate them to get the shit together they just haven't been properly motivated yeah. to get their shit together so this should do it yeah, and one one night sleeping indoors where they're not freezing to death, isn't it? Like we'll we'll like we'll take all the pressure off of them. But like there's a, it's amazing to me how much like being in a position of authority can break your brain when it comes to this shit. Because when normal people look at it, it's fairly obvious that like this is inhumane. The government should do something about it. If the government's not going to do anything, that a regular person should. So here's a case in Houston, an organization called Food Not Bombs, which has been handing out food for decades to Houston uh, homeless people in Houston, and they get like. They, they constantly get ticketed and arrested for it. Um, like $500 a pop fine for feeding homeless people without permission from the, from the city. So they were tried to have a trial recently. And I guess for these little code violation trials, you just need a jury, a jury of three people. So they brought, they brought in 15 people to try to find three to hear the case. And none of they couldn't see the jury because everybody's like, wait a minute. No, I can't be impartial. They're giving sandwiches to homeless people, and you're trying to find them $500 for it? What the fuck are you talking about? I mean, I'm heartened by that a little bit. You know what I mean? Yes. Uh, That all 15 of them, you know, drew that conclusion. Because I wouldn't have been surprised in in Texas you took 15 random people if, you know, at least a couple of them were like, hell yeah, it's what, you know, it's what they need. Like you said, Mm -hmm. motivate them. But you can't be feeding them. They'll just, it's like a stray cat. They'll keep coming around and expecting it more, you know, yeah, like that type of thing. But apparently this has been the norm, like like uh, here from this article here, roughly 90 tickets have been issued since March to volunteers with the Lucy organized or, uh, organization, which serves meals to people in need near the central library. The city has yet to win a single case. The one case that reached a verdict was decided for the plaintiff. <laughs> so like out of 90 tickets, they haven't been able to get a single $500 fine. They're just continually harassing these people. And I've seen, I've seen videos of this organization. They just stay, they, they go out, they hand out food. The cop shows up, give them a ticket. The guy says, thank you. And goes back to feeding the homeless people. It happens every fucking week. Uh, anyway, I quote this from this legal expert here. Uh, at the end of the day, the jury has to decide, is this guy a criminal or is he a good neighbor? I can see the jury saying this guy is a good neighbor. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I was, this reminded me of like, I have a buddy who works in like, he's like head of code enforcement for like a middle, like a, um, a mid-sized city. And so his department's supposed to like get complete, they get complaints about people who haven't cut their grass and just right. have to go out and give him tickets. But instead he started a program where like, if you don't have a lawnmower, your lawnmower is broken down, they just loan you a lawnmower. And if you mow it, you don't get the ticket if you're able to. Right. right. And he got screamed at at city council meetings. For this, but people, by neighbors who wanted their neighbor ticket, they don't want the grass cut. They just want to see somebody punished. And I just right. don't know how to exist in this fucking crazy ass country with these people. I know. It's that's like, what I'm saying. That's why I was kind of surprised about the the thing you said about the jurors that were brought in there. You know, it's because I would expect more of them to be like that. Because, you know, we all know those people. They all exist, especially if you're talking about in like a neighborhood and shit. Like, uh-huh. you know what I mean? Like HO, the HOA types and stuff who just like, just, I don't know, seem to live to, see their neighbors go have some issues or you know go through some shit or whatever i don't yeah. know and yeah my buddy like breaks his who is the, like 
a sane person working in government who breaks his heart to issue a couple hundred dollar fine to a broke person with a broken lawnmower. So he comes up with a workaround for it that's successful and everyone gets mad at him. <laughs> and if they're not, it's not even like I can see the city being mad for being deprived of the revenue as cold hearted as that is. But like, these are just people who just want to see somebody punished. It's, it's, it's insane to me. I don't, I don't get it. Yep. All right. Truly a hellscape, but let's uh, let's move on into the show. Like I said, producer Matt's here doing his thing, whipping up some new graphics for you. We have another one for you in just a second. Uh, but before we continue, I want to remind you of a couple of things. Number one, if you'd like to see me do stand-up comedy live, go to TreyCrowder.com and uh, get your tickets. Come see me. I'll be in Florida. I'll be in Orlando tomorrow in Tampa on Thursday. And then I got St. Louis, Indianapolis, D.C., Virginia and lots of other places coming up after that. Uh, Matt, need to get you a new graphic, by the way, which I will handle soon. Anyway, go to TreyCrowder.com, check it out. Also on TreyCrowder.com, you can see me and Corey's book, Crown Here and Over Yonder, Comedic Travel Guide. It hits for people. It's funny. You can get the audio book on Audible as well. And lastly, if you like this program and would like to uh, show us your support, you can do so by signing up on Patreon. You go to weeklyskews.com slash more, or you just go on Patreon and search for my name. You'll find it either way. $5 a month. Get you access to full-length bonus episodes. Like Mark said, we just did one a couple of days ago. We do two a month. We cover things that happen in between the main show or just whatever we want to talk about. And it's a good time. We think you'll enjoy. If you like this show, you'll like that show because it's kind of sort of the same show. It's just more of it. So mm -hmm. sign up, support the show, get some more skews in your life. We appreciate it. Now, as for the show tonight, we're going to be talking about the uh, the uh, overdue end to perhaps the most disastrous presidential campaign in living memory. That's right. We're talking about Florida governor and noted spaghetti person, Ron DeSantis. It is all over. We will break it down in a little bit. But first, <clears throat> the Daily Dumbass, Matt, show it to them. See what they think. Okay, so we did that on the bonus. So patrons have seen that one already. Me and Mark both gave him a little feedback on it. I find it to be unsettling almost to the point of being scary. That's what I thought. Like it starts, it, it builds up and, it, and and in my head, I'm, I'm like, oh God, it's going to stop, isn't it? Like for, it's like it enters my brain that it isn't going to stop. It's just going to like continue rising until it drives me insane or something. So if that's yeah. what Matt was going for, I'd say he nailed it. Uh, <laughs> I feel like uh, we're about to get to a huge like reveal of a plot twist in a Christopher Nolan movie or something. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. It is kind of Nolan-y. Uh, mm -hmm. Anyway, our, our DD tonight is Oklahoma Furries for thinking they can hit homeroom without first being spayed and neutered. That's right. A Oklahoma State Representative J.J. Humphrey is trying to ban furries from all Oklahoma schools, Mark. Right. And just as we just discussed many times, they don't exist, not in the way he thinks. And it's just like the fact this meme has resulted in, in, in legislation is like fucking hilarious to me. I'm not going to we've talked about this a few times. We tried to do the whole segment trying to get to the bottom of whether any whether any single kid had ever done this. We found one kid in Idaho, I believe, who'd seen this meme on Facebook as a joke, went to school dressed like a cat. They sent him home immediately to change clothes even though it was a good bit. So, yeah. so, so, but apparently, so he wrote this bill and uh, he, he, it will require them to be picked up by their parents or animal control be called to remove them. Uh, See, so he, he said, I got a call that they have one of these kids coming as a furry, as a cat to have this kind of nonsense going on at the school. We're here to teach education. You know, you know what's funny about to me about yeah we'd be teaching education all right be doing numbers and stuff but uh mm -hmm. yeah he said 
yeah, the parents would either have to pick them up or they would call animal control. What's fun about right. that to me is it's kind of like implicitly acknowledging that person's chosen identity or whatever, right. this hypothetical this, non-existent right. person. But <laughs> it that it's kind of funny, you know, because it's like, yeah. yeah. And, and, and I know he's doing it just to be a smart ass or whatever. But, yeah, it's it's wild. Yeah. Do you think furries? I know we've been talking about this. They're, you know, litter boxes in the schools. They want to be cats. It's been going on for a while. But, like. You think furries are like next on their list? You think this is going to blow up the way that like trans people did or something? You know what I mean? Like every now and then, every so often they find out about the existence of some other type of person that they don't mm. and they're not, they don't, they don't like it. And then they just become obsessed with it after that. And it's been trans people for like eight years now, but you know, mm. I wonder if furries are, uh, <laughs> are, are next on their list. Uh, yeah, they found every now and then they find out a, a, about a new group of people and they don't like it. You just summed up the entire conservative reaction movement. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, I know. They just went not, most of their existence without really knowing about any of it. That's what it's like. These people that like it's un-American is being shoved down their throat when it's like, you know, these people have always been. It's always been a country of immigrants and all this stuff, but like they just didn't ever used to have to hear from them. You know, uh-huh. like they didn't. They didn't have platforms and stuff, so they could just ignore that those people existed, stay in their white neighborhoods with all their straight friends, and go to church and whatnot. But now they just, you know, they turn on. There's a Cheerios commercial with an interracial couple in it or whatever, and they have to be reminded that like sometimes people are different, and that really. uh Mm-hmm. Makes them uneasy. <laughs> Can you imagine, like, if like how immigration policy would have been in, like the 1830s if like people all over the country had access to like TikToks that showed them Italians in New York or something? It would have been right. insane. Uh, yeah. So the, the Texas bill is so written so poorly. It, try, it tries to ban anthropomorphic behavior, which anthropomorphic right. means yes. When you apply it to cartoons and animals, yes. you're talking about them acting like a human, acting, acting like, like a, a human. person, right? Yeah. So they're, out, they're outlawing acting like a person in schools, right? Uh, yeah, but even if even if you're going to outlaw people dressing up like animals and dancing around, uh, how's that going to work with mascots at football games? Right. Um, yeah, I have a lot of questions to JJ Humphrey. Uh, yeah, but yeah, but you're right. Anthropomorphic that would imply that it's actually like a cat who's mm-hmm. pretending to be a human. You know right. what I mean? And I would agree. We don't need them in our schools. All right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no yeah. puss in boots. No <laughs> cat in that. Uh, so, uh, JJ Humphrey is on one, uh, he's a Republican. If you're wondering from, like, uh, from Lane, Oklahoma, he tried to, he also introduced another bill that would label all Hispanic people as terrorists. This headlines, Ga- poorly gang written. members, says, right? Or no, no, the, he- the okay. headlines poorly written. It says gang oh, members, but that's not okay. true. Basically anybody who's Hispanic of Hispanic origin is, is automatically a suspected terrorist. Um, <laughs> it's coming it, right out and saying it, man. <laughs> it, the, the way it works, this is really, you know, games with language, but it defines everyone who's Hispanic as a gang member and therefore terrorist. So right. like, yes, Hispanic gang member, they're technically terrorists, but everyone who's Hispanic is a gang member. Uh, he got some feedback about this that he didn't like. Uh, and this, let me read from the story. He apologized, but then doubled down. He said, I apologize for using the word Hispanic, but I was not wrong. Again, these are Hispanic. Reality is they're Hispanic. There's nothing to be ashamed with. What the fuck? <laughs> this uh, guy don't talk all that good. You know? No. Like JJ Humphrey speak English. This is America. Uh, so he, uh, he, so he's he's going to uh, amend the bill to go back to, to being instead of Hispanic to undocumented here illegally or something like that. End quote. Uh, if you want to know who Humphrey is, uh, it, in an interview with the Intercept in 2017, he referred to pregnant women as hosts for the fetus, and he has a subhead on his Wikipedia page titled "Cockfighting Advocacy." Uh, <laughs> Finally, somebody stands up. Yeah. 
Humphrey was quoted as saying, you're dang skippy. I'll take my kid to a chicken fighting uh, before I'm taking them to a dra- see a drag queen. Yes, he called you. Yeah, I'm taking them, my kid to a chicken fighting before I'm taking them <laughs> to see a drag queen. Uh, Oklahoma's going insane. Like We don't talk about it much because not a lot of people live there. Although, just shout out to uh, uh, Jim Gray of the Osage Peoples who was sending me some of these stories. And uh, his cousin is now going to be performing at the Oscars because they uh, they all worked uh, help, helped out with uh, uh, Kills the Flower Moon and one of their songs got nominated. Holy shit. Um, so, Sorry. Uh, I just almost called 911 on my – I almost butt-dialed 911 just now. <laughs> I don't know if y'all can hear the before. siren going off. Yeah. I pulled it out, yeah. and it was counting down that it was going to call 911 in three, two – I barely yeah, got almost, it diffused. Jesus Christ. I almost did it with my Apple Watch while I was working out the other day. Wow, uh, mercy. Anyway, go ahead. So uh, just today, um, Oklahoma's uh, superintendent of schools appointed professional harasser Chaya Rychik. You might know her as Libs of TikTok mm-hmm. uh, on, on social media. She's a very powerful influencer who basically sets the agenda for all the anti-trans stuff. She, what she does is she takes videos out of context of like usually teachers saying something nice and sometimes sometimes they have blue hair or whatever and it causes like a nationwide a national panic and the school will get bomb threats she's gotten hospitals shut down with bomb threats anyway he decided to point her to uh, uh the education library media advisory committee so she's gonna help pick out textbooks for schools she has no background in education and before she was an influencer she was a real estate agent um uh i don't really she doesn't live in oklahoma i think she's in florida uh so, yeah, I don't really see the point of this. If you wonder what kind of person she is, she sees all the bomb threats as a point of pride. After USA Today published an article on a report chronicling her impact, uh, she gloated that she made the front page of the paper, and she currently uses the photo of herself holding up the paper as a profile pic on her ex account. So, yeah, she's a straight-up fucking yeah. evil woman. She's yeah. pretty, pretty shameless, right? Wasn't there some kind of thing with her... Um was it like before Elon bought Twitter or something? She got deplatformed or something like that. Like she was in the the news. I remember because they were all losing their TikTok. minds. Yeah, she's lives of TikTok, but she got kicked off TikTok. So there's that. Um, uh, I just don't understand the thing where you like take somebody who's making like thirty some grand a year teaching kids, and you take them out of context to try to get them harassed out of their job. And right, and then brag lives. about it when that happens. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? When someone like threatens their life or whatever, you're like mm-hmm. you take that as like a victory point, a, p- a point of personal pride. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's a sign of a, uh, shithead of a person in my opinion. Uh-huh. Uh, but moving on our, uh, honorable mention for daily dumbass, everybody who came before Trump and didn't think to just make crime illegal. Let's see this video. And we're going to make it a crime free zone. There's not going to be any crime. We're going to have laws. And we're going to law, Mark. They're going to make laws. They're going to make laws. Outlawing it, crime. They're going to make crime illegal finally. I don't know why nobody ever thought of this before. This is so funny. Like, like I know we're aware of all Trump's many, many, many fucking crimes going back to like the 70s. But like recently, Sammy the Bull Gravano, you know, the, the yeah. a mob enforcer guy, killed, yeah. admitted to killing 19 people before snitching on all his friends, has been become an unofficial Trump surrogate on Fox News. And recently, uh, he gave said Trump, he said Trump was the cleanest man he knew because he couldn't like bribe him or do anything in New York. And Trump reposted it and thanked him for it. <laughs> anyway, Sammy the Bull is all over Fox News all the time now, talking about his many murders and how great Trump is. Um, I wanted to talk about this and talk, get into the New Hampshire, uh, primaries that are happening tonight um let's talk about the dems first because uh joe biden kind of hilariously bumblefucked it not that it matters in any real way it's just like a comedy of errors like he's not even on the ballot and part of the the reason is 
You're right. As a fa- as a favorite of South Carolina, he tried to make South Carolina the first primary. I was the first caucus. But you know what I'm saying? Like 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 so. But New Hampshire law requires them to be the first primary. So if you move South Carolina earlier, New Hampshire automatically goes earlier and becomes an unofficial Democratic Party primary because the DNC didn't organize it and they didn't get Joe Biden on the ballot or whatever. It's also fucking stupid. Uh, so they've been what does that mean, though? Like, wh- I mean, nothing. like, what's the effect of that in, in the New Hampshire primary? Well, it, we'll see how the, how the vote totals come in, but like they're doing, a, they they try to organize a write-in campaign. So Joe Biden probably will still win it, but if if enough people bother to vote, because no, a lot of Democrats or independent voters are voting in the Republican primary to fuck with Trump, we'll get to that in a second. Because uh, yeah, the, you're allowed. The way it works is like if you're not aligned with another political party, you can vote in either party's primary. And thirty nine percent of voters in New Hampshire are undeclared. So that's more than either that are Republicans or Democrats. Yeah, that checks um, out to me. They've they've got to like you know, it's like they seem they're like i don't know live free or die they got their whole like sort of libertarianist seeming thing but not like insane maga type no, you know what i mean no, so not, it's yeah. like it, it makes it kind of makes sense to me that they'd have such a huge chunk of independent voters even though i don't really understand independent voters in 2024 in this country but uh right but, yeah uh so <laughs> There, there also is another organized write-in uh, campaign to get to make ceasefire to people writing in ceasefire, and that's that, that's a fun little bit of uh, protest fuckery. It'd be funny if like Joe Biden barely beats ceasefire and Dean Phillips comes in like a, like a, like in twenty fifth place. Uh, if you want to talk, you talking about the independent spirit of New Hampshire voters who are tend to be more moderate than the rest of the Republicans around the country. Joe Biden has a thirty eight percent approval rating in New Hampshire, which is still higher than the rest of the country, I think, right now. But he still beats Trump head to head fifty two to forty five. <laughs> right. So uh, everything's and nobody's super happy with their choices in the election. That's fine. That's the way it goes. Uh, there's some weird fuckery going on. Um, there's a fake Joe Biden robocall, and I listen to it. Yeah. It sounds like really, really like Joe Biden, even to the point where it starts off with what a bunch of malarkey. Uh, right. Is this a, is this a is this an AI thing? I heard about this. Yeah. Is it so? Yeah. This is like an AI generated. Yeah, mm. the shit's. It's gonna get it's gonna get wilder before it calms down. I think with all this, yeah, type of, this type of fuckery here. But yeah, this is pretty pretty nuts. I dude, I've had smart friends of mine being taken by some obvious AI shit, and uh, I don't know how uh, how I, nobody in power seems to be concerned about this. I know there are right. First Amendment problems, which is trying to regulate a bunch of speech, but like they're uh, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't have any solutions to it, but nobody seems that worried about it, which is frightening because we're about to see a bunch of AI deep fake sex tapes of every public figure. Right. Um, well, maybe this, maybe this right here or uh, additional things like this will, you know, make people give a shit about it. Like mm. policymakers and whatnot. If actually like if it starts to affect them or somewhat, maybe they won't be able to ignore it anymore. Mayor Biden got really concerned about AI after he watched a uh, mission impossible. Uh, the, the last mission impossible movie. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, so the, the the robocall was telling people not to vote on Tuesday and telling them to save their vote for the general election, like you only get one, um, mm, like it's timeouts in a football right. game or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So there's a history of this type of rat fucking in New Hampshire. In 2002, a phone jamming effort carried out uh, during a highly contested Senate race. Uh, two Republicans uh, ended up being convicted of using computer generated phone calls to disrupt Democrats' get out the vote call center operations. Um, so yeah, I don't, uh, the, the Democratic side of this doesn't really matter. Let's talk about, I guess, talk about the Republican side of it for a second, for a few minutes. Um, Trump's going to win. Let me check the results right now. Um, 
yeah, right now with 23% in, he's at 52.5, and Nikki Haley's 46.6. Now, yesterday, the Trump campaign was projecting to was project, bragging they were going to win by 30, and then today they were saying seven points would be a good victory. So right. that tells you how their, their, their exit polling came in today. I mean, is this implied? I know we're going to talk about DeSantis in a little bit, but, you know, the idea being with DeSantis dropping out, I know he was like getting it. He wasn't, it's not like he was garnering much support anyway, but like the people that don't like Trump that are Republicans are like rallying behind Nikki Haley now, now that DeSantis is gone and like bumping See, her up a little bit. I know it's not going to matter and Trump's still going to win the primary, but you know. Well, the, I think any, the, the main takeaways are here are, are for the general. Like, that's the only thing interesting to me about here. Because, like, right. I, I don't know how many DeSantis voters went to Trump. I don't think it's a lot. But to me, the takeaway is the Nikki Haley 46.5. It's a Donald Trump one is only at 52.5. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, so uh, a poll Monday showed Trump leading Haley by a whopping 22 points. It's obviously off, or at least off so far. Maybe it'll catch – maybe it'll – get a huge batch of votes later. I don't know. But Nikki Haley won Dixville Notch six to nothing. You know about Dixville Notch, don't you, Trey? Dixville Notch? No, it's, it's I like the name. It's, got it's a little, a little bit it's a little uh, there, but little town in New Hampshire that takes pride on voting first. They all get together at midnight in the like the local church and vote. I guess six people all six there. of them. Yeah, right. <laughs> all, all six people in the town voted for Nikki Haley. So she had a she had a hundred percent lead uh for like eight hours there. Um the main thing that happened over the weekend is that Trump confused Nikki Haley and Nancy Pelosi to an alarming degree, and it wasn't really in a way that could be a slip of the tongue. And I want you to, let's watch that moment so you can see what I'm talking about. This is this is just this is full on confusion. Never reports the crowds, you know. By the way, they never report the crowd on January 6th. You know, Nikki Haley, Nikki Haley, Nikki Haley. You know, they did. You know, they destroyed all of the information, all of the evidence, everything deleted and destroyed all of it, all of it because of lots of things like Nikki Haley is in charge of security. We offered her 10,000 people. It's like you said, it's hard to defend that as like a slip of the tongue when he he repeats her name three and ultimately four total times in that little, you know, 20 second clip where he, yeah, implies that. You know, he mixes her up with Nancy Pelosi as far as January 6th goes. And I, I can't wait for this to be completely ignored by all his supporters and everything while they continue to bitch about, uh, you know, how feeble minded Joe Biden clearly is. Right. So but like it's not the thing is like this actually picked up and got coverage. Like that's the amazing thing. It wasn't just like there's he had a series of slips over the weekend. One, get this big, long speech. He's, he's complaining about wokeness in the military because they renamed the forts or named after civil like gen, uh, Confederate generals. And like, but he said, we use those warts, forts to win World War II. And I'm like, well, I guess people trained there, but there was no fighting in the fucking forts in American soil. And it, he, he tried to describe a missile defense, defense works. And he went, he basically went like this, bing, bong, boom, foo, woo, zoop, pow, pow. Like that's how he described <laughs> missile defense. <laughs> yeah. It, it was so bad that like even Fox News had to talk about it. And like, like this feels like, let me read this headline here. The text from Donald Trump's age may be at a tipping point. Like everyone's starting to notice this shit. And this thing that happens, like once a Republican talks about it, right? then they treat a Republican as their assignment editor. And then everyone starts talking about it. Okay. Cause right. I was about to say, it's like, what I, I know that you just gave a few examples, but it's like, what is different about now compared to all the shit he's been saying since like ever, but especially like on this, you know, campaign trail ever since it started, I feel like every single week we got a clip of him saying some, nonsensical dumb shit you know and right but I, like, but, I guess it's yeah i don't know republicans but, are picking it up or 
the substance of his criticism of Nancy Pelosi we talked about before is also bullshit. But the fact that he clearly thought Nikki Haley, who was out of government on January 6th, was Nancy Pelosi on January 6th is like for like a full minute and a half or whatever is jar. That's like that's not just his normal word salad shit where you just can't. I mean, I fumble my words a lot, too. Right. But like like that's not necessarily a sign of anything. But like me forgetting my wife's name for a minute and a half would, would be a sign of something. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So Nikki Haley's been added to her stump speech and talked about how like he doesn't he, he does this thing we always describe as Barack Obama as the current president. Now he has right. a logic of that. I used to accusing Barack Obama of still being secretly in charge. Oh, but he okay. seems to be confused by his own rhetoric a lot. Uh, but he even talks about he's running against Obama. Um Haley, by the way, as an att- assault on Biden, like a two-pronged attack, has been saying that anyone over candidates over 75 should have to sit for sit for a dementia test. She's been doing that since the beginning. But after all this, after uh, she insulted Trump's, uh, you know, brain, Trump challenged Nikki Haley to a dementia test. Right. Uh, Nikki Haley's 52 and she's she's getting creamed in this camp primary right now. And it makes sense for the final stage of her humiliation in this race to be a clock drawing contest with a <laughs> guy in diapers. Yeah. But he, you know, he, you know, he already, he aced that uh, dementia test or whatever they gave him a while ago where he, yeah, like you said, you know, mm-hmm. clock camera person man woman and all that stuff that he did he just best score they'd ever seen according uh-huh. to him but in his mind he might think because he remembers that as being some you know difficult undertaking that he exceeded expectations on so maybe he's like and i'm infinitely smarter than her so she probably will fail it you know because uh-huh. i know how hard it is i know that it's a difficult test and i uh-huh. <laughs> aced it anyway but she ain't got what it takes you know maybe that's how he's yeah. thinking about it so uh, let me check the results here real quick. We'll skip this next video, Matt, because um, we're running a little bit behind. So uh, yeah, Trump's up to 53% now. It's still a pretty bad thing for him. So one thing happened, there were a lot of people. One thing Trump's been complaining about is a lot of independents voting here because a lot of moderates did jump into this to vote to fuck with Trump. But again, if people are voting to fuck with you, that's not a good sign for your general election prospects. You know what I'm saying? Right. The people's main thing is I just fucking hate this guy. Um let me read some quotes that were from people outside uh, the, the the polling locations. Uh, I can't vote for Trump. He's a crook. He's too corrupt. As he said, a guy named Scott Simeon, who's an independent voter from Amherst, who backed Trump in 2016 and 2020. I voted for him, and I didn't realize he's as corrupt as he is. Here's another Haley voter. I grew up in a constitutional democracy and want my grandkids to, too. Another one. Why Nikki Haley? Uh, my conscience won't allow me to vote for uh, a criminal. And here's, check out this old coot. Uh, if you want to <laughs> see this guy, it's going to make me laugh. Anything but Trump. <laughs> that was your priority. That's my priority. Is that the biggest reason you supported Nikki Haley? Yeah, I'd say. Because of Donald Trump? Yes. Yeah. And I have no problem with the ladies running things. <laughs> I have one here. <laughs> yeah, get him, Papa. I've yeah. been, I'm, you know, again, I'm heartened by this. I've been thinking for eight years or whatever now, like, you know, where are these people? It's wild to me the number of Republicans. Because I just think of like the Republican, I've known a whole lot of Republicans being from the South over my lifetime. And it's wild to me to think of some people I know personally and I think about them. I'm like, that reconciling them with like a love for Trump is, is, I've just been wondering where are these sane Republicans at or whatnot or more moderate ones. But I, but again, this is New Hampshire, right? It's like, it's kind of culturally a thing there. Right. right? And so, you know, how much is this uh, applicable to sentiment around the rest of the country? But if it is though, if it does transfer and like these people that are voting for Nikki Haley, even if other States, she gets 30, 40%. If a chunk of those people 
are like never Trumpers. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm that makes me feel a little better about it right now. Last week, he, he, Trump's got about the same percentage, like only 1% less in New Hampshire than he got in Iowa. And we talked about last week that half, fully half of Nikki Haley voters in Iowa said they would never vote for Trump. So, yeah, yeah. see, that's I, if I, I was like if that. I was running Trump's campaign, I would feel behind the I mean, honestly, if I was running Biden's campaign, I feel, I feel behind the eight ball right now, too. But anyway, Marjorie Taylor Greene uh, went on TV today and pledged to eradicate these people from the GOP because they're not MAGA. So there you go. And, and then Trump said he doesn't want their votes. So uh, here we go. Uh, as we pivot to DeSantis, there's a Florida plan introduced by uh, a, a Miami Republican state senator named Ileana Garcia for the state of Florida to pay Trump's legal bills under the theory that he's from Florida. He's being persecuted by the federal government. And the Florida gets a lot of pork from the federal government. So it'd be good to have a Floridian in there. They're just straight up announcing they're corrupt and the reasons for like <laughs> funding his legal bills. And Rod DeSantis already promised to veto it. So yes, he did endorse Trump, but he's, he's still uh, primed to fuck with him a little bit. So I enjoyed that part a little bit. So I want to talk about how spectacular a failure DeSantis's campaign was because it, it's like, it's really funny once you get to, like to the damage left in his wake. And then we'll talk about that damage. But few numbers about how this is the worst fucking result in American political history. He spent $150 million between his campaign and his uh, super PAC and only got 23,420 votes. That is $6,400 per vote, a record of failure by a factor of 10 times. The previous worst uh, dollar per vote record was Michael Bloomberg last election cycle who spent $450 per vote. So yeah. $6,400 to $450. This is by yeah. far the biggest dumpster fire in the history of presidential well, politics. Well, that's the thing. It's like, I think we talked about it last week, or I've just, I've only recently just kind of thought about like just the money part of it, like the sheer amount of money that was spent on this, you know, mm-hmm. this, this massively failed campaign. But I, but like you talking about a huge Republican super PAC and stuff, it's like that money probably wasn't, would have never been used for anything that I would agree with anyway. <laughs> you know what I mean? Considering no, it's, the source, but it's just, it's crazy. The amount of money. It went to local, these things. It went to local TV news budgets to be ads, ads sold. It went to like vendors, you know, catering companies. It went to, so it's probably, it's probably, it's probably better off being used for this than whatever some Republican billionaire would have right. spent on. Yeah. Um, but so uh, uh, one guy who got this money, this is an article about uh, like a campaign post morning for him. Um, he paid a guy uh, running his uh, running his running his super PAC to do puzzles. This guy named Scott <laughs> Wagner just sat around the office all day doing puzzles uh, in West in Des Moines. Uh, he was spending it this <laughs> day after day after day just doing puzzles to the confusion of all of his staff. And this just guy just fucking hits for me. He just like stole to yeah. save his money. Yeah, it's um, funny. I mean, I, you know, I wonder if like I don't know if he made up his mind way before DeSantis and other people did. You know what I mean? Like the writing's been on the wall for a while. I feel like for most people with eyes and I'm sure mm-hmm. many DeSantis's camp were in denial, but maybe this guy oops, for a while now is just like, fuck it. There's no point. I'm just going to do puzzles until he finally wisens up. And, you know, I mean, everything, that reality. Did, everything his campaign did made things worse and worse and worse, like struggling in quicksand. So this might've been the most productive use of his time. honestly. <laughs> yeah. But it even was a loser in how he dropped out. He dropped out by posting a visit a video on Twitter. He didn't have the class and grace to do it in front of his supporters who worked hard for him, which, you know, fuck them. I don't agree with him, them about anything, but like for him to treat him that way sucks. He his speech dropout speech used a fake Churchill quote. He didn't bother to look up if it was real. 
Then he yeah, kissed And it was dad. actually a book I, I saw. I didn't fact check this either, but the fake Churchill quote he used that it was originally from a Budweiser campaign. Like a regular, <laughs> I didn't see one, that. But, that, but that's what I read, which that makes it that makes it funnier to me, yeah. you know, considering the war mm-hmm. they waged on Anheuser Busch this past year or so. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then he, uh, the last, last final act is he uh, kissed Trump's ass six days after ridiculing people who kissed Trump's ass. In his defense, he had a good reason to choose not to do it in person, to endorse him in person, because if you do that, he just calls you gay. Uh, he's <laughs> producing Tim Scott over the weekend. <laughs> and today was a big story, the biggest story out there. He's engaged to be married. We never thought this was going to happen. What's going on? <laughs> oh dude just right to his face right in front of him you know and that's yeah. what you get i mean that's how you know universally across the board that's what he's gonna do hey if you if you're not filled on all the context here like tim scott's been a well-known uh bachelor he bragged about being an adult virgin until he was like in his 40s and uh so uh, when you're in politics and you're single that late, it's like they're going to be always going to be rumors and, and whatever. But I just want to say that Tim Scott is a fellow Southerner has a proud Southern tradition of a gay man marrying a nice lady, nice lady and having a oh, sexist yeah. marriage that he met at his church. For so sure. Like, don't take a that long problem. and storied tradition. I no doubt about that. Uh. Um, I, I do want to say like, there's any takeaway from all this is like, cause they like the, it, it, there was a meme going around yesterday. It's like all the mainstream political coverage is like, here's all the reasons you can't underestimate Ron, De- Ron DeSantis. And everybody's right to take him seriously. And then Twitter shit post just be, post a picture of him smiling weird, being like, this guy's never going to be fucking president. Right. And like, it's yeah. obvious to anybody with a brain if you don't pretend that politics is, what, is something it's not. And politics is often very lowbrow. And Trump's not that confusing. His success isn't if you accept that reality. It's a popularity contest. Right. As you get up there and do some zingers and be interesting. Right. Yeah, well, that's what like I, you know, we've talked about this over the whole course of his campaign, but like uh, during his rise during COVID and he become this new Republican star as the governor of Florida and everything. I feel like there was this this idea or this narrative, you know, people on the left, especially for a long time, ever since Trump popped up, there's been this whole this idea that's like you think Trump is bad. Like, wait till you see like the next generation, like the people that are inspired by Trump, you know, they want to be like Trump, except they're actually smart and competent and all that stuff and it's like and then DeSantis was like what well, this is him it, it, that guy's here now and it's this guy and then so for it to just flame out like that is hilarious to me but it also implies it's like if I want to be Trump is like smart or competent or, or enunciates and all that stuff like then he's not like Trump you know what I'm saying like that like you said it's low brow like that shit is hugely important to Trump's appeal amongst his people you know what I mean so you try to like be a more standard straighten your tie politician while still saying all the crazy shit Trump said it just don't land the same for these people you know right there's like so there's been a like that debate whether or not Trump's a symptom or a cause going back to 2015. And obviously, their America has like a populist right wing faction. It's like racism deeply ingrained in a bunch of people's thinking, a bunch of institutions. But also, Trump is a black swan event in a lot of ways. One, he has inherited $400 million to make him legally bulletproof. He literally can't fail. He's too big to fail as a person. He's got some sort of innate charisma. And he's got a mixture of psychological issues and narcissistic, narcissistic personality disorder. They make him a unique threat. So, like, you, you can't just recreate Trump in a lab, right? You got to you got to start by having his father emotionally abuse him in the 1940s, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, it's like you can't you, you got it's a long game to make a Trump, all right? 
So yeah, so, do you but think that like when people were talking about like Republicans around the country again during COVID, they heard about DeSantis, like I like the sound of this guy. You know, do you think they were like just expecting him to be more, you know, like Florida y, you know what I mean? Little little like more explicitly crazy and and dumb sounding and shit. Like he got out there like this guy's boring. I don't I, you know, he's from Florida. I thought I didn't I didn't think that could happen, you know. It's like and he doesn't yeah. know how to talk or interact with people or show human emotions and all this stuff right. and everything he did was just fucking weird and he he's off putting he's off putting as a person right they're they're both prisoners of the weird media bubbles but trump talks about things he saw on fox news and nfl football games and ron DeSantis talks about things he saw on 4chan and it's right. not like it's not <laughs> it doesn't translate to like being able to communicate with regular people at least regular people see cable news and see football um so, you know, we all know the particulars. Trump, uh, DeSantis has no charisma. He lacked the courage and integrity to even be honest with Trump supporters about, like, how they're being duped. Uh, he's also has an annoying voice and he's short. And sometimes it's just that. Like, oh, yeah. it wasn't, it's not just that he's short or average height. It's obviously very sensitive about it. Oh, yeah. That leaves him open to being bullied. Like, it's like, like um, they can't. If, if you're not sensitive about it, they can't make fun of you. It's sort of, is not true always, but it's sort of true. Like, is like, it? You can't take it, a joke. Isn't it the, the case that, like, a huge percentage of our presidents historically are like over six feet tall or something like that. Like, yeah, usually toss candidate wins. Yeah. yeah. Right. So dumb, but you know, there it is. What are you going to do? Yeah. Uh, the exceptions being Joe Biden in our lifetimes, Joe Biden beating Trump, Joe Biden six, one and Trump six, three or four or whatever. And, uh, uh, George W. Bush beating Al Gore, uh, Joe Bush is shorter. It's like five eleven, and Gore's like, well, you stood next to him. What is he? Six, one, six, two, something like that. Probably about that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Six two-ish. I'd say a little, little bit taller than me. My good friend Al Gore. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, so he also just, he just like you said, he's all. He, he, this is a very stupid way to run a country, but it doesn't change. Like, everybody knows that well-known anecdote that like people that when the, the first televised presidential debate was Richard Nixon and JFK, and people that listened to it on the radio thought Nixon kicked his ass. People that watched it on TV thought JFK kicked Nixon's ass. Right. The, 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 it was so different, um, and. I just want to remind people what Ron DeSantis did to get to this fucking point of failure. Uh, I keep thinking about all the black voters he had arrested to make some point about like bullshit point about like uh, uh, voter fraud, the migrants he tricked onto that plane, mm-hmm. uh, all t- for the sake of running the worst campaign in American history. Just like I mean, the sadism service of nothing. The stuff with like trans kids and shit in the schools and mm-hmm. the teachers down there and everything. Like you know, I mean, yeah, he's done a lot of uh, vile. Stuff. Have, you, have you followed what he did at New College? No. When New College is the like a well-known small liberal arts school in Florida, like it's like a, the the Harvard of Florida, for lack of a better way to put it. And it it's it it, it reads like a hippy dippy. If you read a description of it, it, reads like a hippy dippy, like like you know, like sort of Montessori school for like people in their early twenties. So that didn't hit for DeSantis. So instead, what he did was he basically destroyed it. Um, so, uh, among the people whose lives were damaged right on DeSantis, the people who had to transfer out of new school after he like eliminated whole programs of study, like gender studies and yada, yada, yada. He also like, they thought the school, they openly said had too much estrogen, like the, the, the female enrollment was too high and that was ruining the politics of the school. So instead they started a baseball team and the small school, like it recruited 70 some baseball players for their team. They the baseball players also got fucked because they don't have a baseball field. Right. Yeah. They never had so they, a team before. Right. Uh, but also, like, I feel like, I bet, like, even the the dudes 
that were already going to new college when they heard them point out, it's like, there's way too many chicks at this school. You know, they were like, Hey, shut the fuck up. You know what I mean? Like it's a, that's a, like, yeah, you know, that's my a desirable was, ratio amongst yeah. the most college going people. My, my college was 70, 30 female to male. And that was a big selling point to me. Yeah, um, right. Exactly. It's so a good thing. T- 17, 18 year old boys like girls. I don't know what yeah. to say. So like you can hear, if there's a whole podcast episode about the new school stuff you can, that, that I highly recommend uh, from Pablo Torre's new podcast, Pablo Finds Out, where he interviews a writer named Jeb Lund who went to new school and talk, they talk about all this. And it's, it's fascinating. It also includes this anecdote about other Congress people when DeSantis was in Congress. You know, DeSantis played baseball at Yale and tells people he was good. It's probably not quite as good as he says he was, obviously. But like there was a congressional baseball game, Democrats versus Republicans, and DeSantis hit a ground ball. It was about to be thrown out by a woman, so he faked a hamstring injury. <laughs> yeah, that checks out. He's just so baldly insecure, man. And it's like, right. so, especially when you're going up against somebody like Donald Trump, you know, mm-hmm. it's a huge problem, you know, because mm-hmm. everyone on earth is going to know that it is getting to you, right? And he ain't going to stop, you know. So I'm not surprised mm-hmm. that it went the way that it did. Yeah. Um, so the magnification of Florida, prayers up for the people of Florida, man. It's going to do damage them for the generations. Just the way they all think now is so fucking broken. And uh, I really hope, like I keep talking about these numbers, like if, how they'd be scary if I was like running one of these mega campaigns because it doesn't seem to be working anymore. Uh, thank God for the rest of us. But this, this is a bill just proposed in Florida. Um, the Civil Justice Subcommittee voted Thursday to advance a House Bill 757 which would make it easier for public officials to bring defamation suits for damages against their critics. Uh, and this bill was filed because some amazing journalists uncovered a giant voter fraud scheme uh, involving ghost candidates funded by an energy monopoly named Florida Power and Light to spoil races in their favor. Uh, they basically just want to intimidate journalists from taking on the powerful. Like Donald Trump's been talking about opening up libel laws for a long time. They really want rich people, make it easier for rich people to sue newspapers for saying true shit about them. Right. Because right now in this country, it's it's really difficult, right? Generally, right. those cases are hard to win, which I think, yeah, is a overall right. a good thing, probably. Like J- J.K. Rowling keeps suing people for calling her transphobic in, in the UK because it's an insult. It's all, even though like that's like, that's that's a debatable rhetorical point, right? Like it's not like there's no fact based definition of who is sufficiently transphobic, right? In America, right. I can say I can say J.K. J, J.K. Rowling is a horrific transphobe. I can say that and she can't do fucking shit. If mm-hmm. I did that in the UK, she could sue me and win. Right. All right. Right. Um, so and this, that does not hit for cons- powerful conservatives in America for whatever reason. You can have your own takeaway. Anyway, what these. What the, this voter fraud did basically was they just found ghost candidates with the similar or same names as Democrats to put on the ballot as third party candidates and paid them to be on the ballot. Yeah. And they're like, this is just that was just a that was just a plot point in the latest season of Fargo. Uh, yeah, that was great. Right. I was yeah. <laughs> doing that yeah. in Florida. <laughs> yeah. Dude, what Trey's talking about is to see John Hamm plays like a like a Trumpy sheriff uh, who fucks with a billionaire who ha- has a bunch of guys change their name to his name and file to run for county sheriff. Yeah. <laughs> That's a deeply hilarious point uh, plot point. Uh, so anyway, the point of that whole scam was to guarantee the Republicans could gerrymander the state's district maps for for uh, another ten years. So that fraud. <laughs> was very successful and we'll be feeling it for another decade. 
anyway, DeSantis was asked if he was going to run again in 2028. And he said, well, we'll see if what kind of, we know if we have a country left by 2028. So fuck you, Ron DeSantis. Um, he, I, nobody knows what he's going to do next because he's not charming enough to host a Fox News show. He doesn't have any other skills. He's term limited out. Uh, Florida's two Senate jobs are taken. And running for house again is a step down. Yeah. So he well, might be fucking, he might be one of those homeless people who needs to get a sandwich from that Houston based program we talked about at the top of the show. I'm yeah. sure uh, some of his, like, you know, billionaire puppet master buddies or whatever will yeah. keep, him, keep him in pretty good shape regardless the next Repu- of what he actually The next Republican uh, governor of Florida will appoint him to be the president of some college, I bet. Yeah, like right. That. Some shit like that. that. Job. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, um, good riddance to him. William Alexander says, I'm in Florida and trans. It sucks. Yeah, yeah, bet it does, William. Sorry to hear that. I mean, I know that I saw somebody, I can't remember who it was. I didn't follow him. I hadn't heard, but someone on Twitter made this huge thread documenting stories of, pe- of trans people who had basically like been run out of Florida or, you know, felt yeah. like they had to leave Florida. And it was, uh, it was a lot, the whole lot. Yeah. I mean, it's like, imagine like if you're, if it's an important part of your identity, it's essentially, it's, it's healthcare, you know, it's like, uh, People act like it's superficial, but it's like it's sort of like if you couldn't get insulin or something, if you can't get hormones, if it's if it's important to you to look like what you identify as for, you know, yeah, I get it. Um, F. Flory Dawn uh, says new college was incredible. Not anymore. Dude, like that, the, the, I really encourage people to go listen to that podcast. It's fascinating. But they talk, I knew this story, but I hadn't heard it laid out this way. So the guy. He was like the son of the guy that runs Stormfront, the Nazi website. Like it wasn't really like you basically design your own major, right? And so he went to New College because he wanted to troll the libs, and he wanted to prove that race science was real. And then from being there and doing his own research, he proved himself wrong and stopped being a Nazi. Well, that's incredible. <laughs> Not often you hear that. I think right. only similar thing I've heard was there was a dude, there was a flat earther who did something like that. He, some flat earther guy like designed his own experiment to like once and for all prove that the earth was fake or fl- flat, flat. And then in doing so inadvertently proved that, you know, you never believe this, that it's actually round. And uh, I think, you know, I'm sure he found some way to go back on it, but you know, he had to like acknowledge the results of it, which is funny, but yeah, it's funny what, you know, education can do to people education at a place that you know is probably uh diverse and whatnot <laughs> opened this guy's mind made him better improved him as a person imagine that maybe that's why they're trying to uh, get education across the board regina s says i had three friends to leave florida due to homeowners insurance yeah that's nothing climate change obviously hitting florida very hard they pay the highest rates for uh yeah. property insurance in the country so what they're so. doing in a place like Florida and in Louisiana is like, so the private companies pull out. So friends of the government, uh, people in government, like Ron DeSantis donors and shit, set up these insurance companies that people pay. And the company knows that they won't be able to pay out if a big hurricane hits. So they'll just declare bankruptcy. And the Ron DeSantis' plan after running against communism and socialism and stuff and bailing, giving all this free people, homeowner insurance money to his cronies is obviously to run to the federal government and ask for a bailout, which the federal government will have to do. And that's their plan. And nobody has a plan past tomorrow for any of this shit. And it's quite infuriating because the whole reason you form a government is to have somebody who thinks past the end of the fiscal quarter. 
Right. Brian Bellis says Disney didn't take Ron's BS and will continue to make him look like a fool. Yeah, I don't know what he was thinking taking on the mouse. You would think like that's a yeah, I feel like it that's like a fundamental rule of the universe, at least in this country, that that's a that's a fool's yeah. errand going after you Disney can't even, legally. You can't have a Snow White themed Disney uh, birthday party for a ten year old without five lawyers right. showing up with cease and desist orders. Yes, famously litigious and also yeah. extremely wealthy and powerful. So not the best choice of adversary adversary. But hey, they were being woke, Mark, so I had to show them. Patricia Pairing says that makeup line around Trump's face makes him look like he fell in a vat of motor oil. Yeah, Matt. Yeah, there you go. I mean, you know, that makeup line we've all seen. That's what I was going to say, Mark. You brought up the, the Nixon and JFK thing. And it's like when they saw JFK, people that saw him were like, this guy's clearly winning because JFK was a good looking dude and Nixon was trollish. But uh, I mean, it ain't like Trump hits to look at. You know what I mean? But I, maybe he does to his people, but he's not a. He's not a good-looking person, in large part because of you know how he paints himself orange and his weird-ass hair and the way he stands like a centaur I, and everything. Uh, Warren says he looks like he stuck his face in a caramel fountain. Uh, I saw an interview with a supporter of his yesterday in New Hampshire who said that he just gets better looking with age every day. <laughs> I will never understand these people. Red Wave of Ketchup says, look at the skin next to his ears. It's old man white. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, we were just we were just talking in the group chat. Corey or somebody brought up that like Trump doesn't look much different than when he first came on the scene as a presidential candidate. Like, you know, famously being president ages the shit. Like, look at Obama before he went in office. And then when he left, it, someone was pointing out that like that hasn't happened to Trump. And, it, and you know, and I said, I was like, well, that's probably because he doesn't give a single fuck about all the things that age a regular human person about having that job, you know, and also that he, you know, looked wild and weird to begin Dude, with. If I had to sit, to the, sit in the presidential daily briefings, I don't even watch, I don't even watch in the news. And I just got the public shit. But if like you, you have to wake up every morning at five and the first thing you get is like four generals and a national security advisor, like in your office being like, sir, there's a, gen there's a genocide in the Congo. Gaza's gotten worse. Uh, what's going on now? What's going to happen right now? Uh, two countries in South America are about to go to war. Uh, Pakistan and Iran are shooting each other for some reason. We don't really decipher. We haven't really deciphered why yet. America is sort of tangentially involved in all this shit. I'd be. I would look eight hundred years old by next Wednesday. Right. Um, yeah. But if all that just went in one ear and out the other because you were too concerned about like the tweet you were composing about how much your former security advisor was a stupid piece of shit or whatever, then you probably, you know, it wouldn't affect you as much, I would imagine. No. Uh, and it, uh, yeah, remember they, they famously had to reduce his, his daily briefing down to like four pages with pictures. Yeah. <laughs> Good Lord. Well, we'll see what happens. Y'all, it is 2024. Janine Knapp Byer says, Trey, great show this past Saturday in Charlottesville. Thank you very much, Janine. Shout out to Mark's My aunt, M and uh, Lin Lin Linda, right? Yeah. Yeah. Linda, they yeah. came out. They, they, had a, they, they, they gave a great reviews as well. So, yeah. Yeah. So, that, thanks everybody that came. That was a good time. Uh, and I appreciate you. On that note, the rest of you come see me. Go to TreyCrowder.com. Check out my upcoming shows and dates and whatnot. I'll be in Florida the next two days. So if you're around Orlando or Tampa, come holler at me. And then elsewise as well. I'm looking forward to seeing y'all out there. Also on the website, TreyCrowder.com. You can find me in Corey's book. And then lastly, final reminder once again, if you want more of this show in your life, two extra episodes a month to be precise, then you can get those by signing up on Patreon, $5 a month. And, uh, yeah, support the show in the process. We appreciate it. Main thing, you keep watching this here show on Skewsdays, and we'll keep making it. We'll see you next week. Love you. Bye. Phew.